What's going on, guys? You're listening to the 30-Minute Convo Podcast. Today, we're here with a special guest, a young artist, up-and-coming, uh, Koshi. So, Koshi, how you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I want to start with asking you, how relieved are you to finally have this EP out? Very relieved. I've been stressing over this for a few months at most. Probably uh, since, like, December. When would... I'm glad I got it out because I've been losing, like, countless nights of sleep and all that so now I'm just you know resting still promoting it as well but just trying to get some rest in yeah how, how hard was it to kind of hold back because I'm sure you've been working on it for a long amount of time how hard was it to wait on it and wait for the perfect time to drop it uh, honestly like things I write about for the most part that's kind of like like the most difficult part about it is writing it mm-hmm stuff like that but like things like I write about current things so as time was going on the EP started changing so certain tracks that are supposed to be on there probably were on there like they're not on there you know what I mean like things change they switch out certain things are just like change the way I'm talking about this or this whole song went to this different beat and stuff like that so basically like if you we're feeling a type of vibe, say, like, back in December, and you're not really feeling that vibe by the time the project's supposed to come out, you would take tracks off, or if you if you feel a new type of I way... Would, I would take tracks off, only because I'm trying to have it just be completely solidified in the end. Mm-hmm. But I'd still, like, keep the song, of course. And then there's a few songs where I'm saving for my album. Okay. You got any information on the album that you want to share, or you waiting on that a little longer? I'm going to wait a little longer Gotcha. Good information on that. So, when would you say that you started the whole creation of this this EP, and when did it start to come together that you were going to form these songs into an EP instead of dropping them as singles? Like, explain the whole process for kind of like when that first the first song that you created out of this EP, and then how did you get all the way like to here? Literally, so I originally started working on an EP around I think not the end of the November or beginning of December. And, like, it really wasn't, like, I wasn't in any rush. I wanted it to be, like, I wanted it to turn out the way it's supposed to be. And, obviously, like, life changes a lot. So that kind of brought more meaning into it. And, mm-hmm. uh, on, like, most of the songs on there, which I noticed, like, those are all songs I wanted to drop as singles. As some, like, at a point, I was like, oh, this needs to be a single at some point. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But... Like, my thought process behind any project is, like, if you want a good, solid project, you got to make sure almost every song is good enough to even be a single. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was was there somebody in your corner kind of telling you that it would be smarter to hold them all off and and drop an EP instead of singles? Because I'm sure you wanted to drop the singles prematurely to the album, like, before you even had the idea to create an EP. Was there somebody telling you, like, don't drop a lot of singles, like, save these all together and create something, like, special, like, all as a group of songs? You thought of that on your own, kind of? Yeah. So, like... I wouldn't upload, like, so frequently, but I still wouldn't want to, you know, drop too much or drop too little. So, like, I would drop throwaways. Like, really, I've been dropping throwaways for a while, to be honest. Yeah, so... 
for the people who are the people who are listening that don't understand like why artists take so long to drop music and you're saying like you like to take some time in between and those songs in between are kind of just throwaways like what goes like into the artist's mind that makes them not want to just drop every single song that they come out with like what is the reason for not just every time you make a song just drop it for people who don't understand like the thinking behind that you gotta keep the element of surprise you're not gonna have that um tactic on your waist if you're just putting out everything you make snippet everything you make because then you just, everybody gonna know like what you have in your your whole vault it really makes no sense it's like at that point you got nothing new technically you know what I mean yeah for sure so I wanted to take you back to the beginning of your rap career and uh, I heard of you a couple months ago when I did when I had DJ Omanaya on this podcast, but I wanted to ask you about questions kind of before that. This EP has gotten a lot of attention. I've been seeing on your social media and stuff. Is this a big jump for you in your career, or have you has this been more of a gradual process, like getting up to the following that you have now and the and the fans and supporters that you have now? I feel like it's just steady, gradual kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like anything I've done necessarily yet has really just boosted me up out of nowhere, you know? Mm -hmm. Except for, I would say Paranoid did that a little bit, at least more than what anything else has. Yeah. But still, it's all gradual. It's a gradual incline. Because I've saw um, a lot of people from the stuff that you've been posting and uh, obviously, like, the Taj group and the people you're associated with, that song... Better Me that was on the EP seemed to be something that was like above and beyond the rest of the songs in terms of like popularity not necessarily like quality of the songs they were all good songs but I think that song got a lot of people's attention would you say that's true? Yeah I think it's because that one I was kind of going just honestly I really had no direction when I made that song either I feel like it was just I always study what works in the industry and I guess I implement that into my own sound and all that but um that's more of like a mainstream kind of sound you know yeah um, bounce, bouncy trap type type thing was so that, I feel like that's what caught a lot of people's ears was that your favorite song or was that a song more for like your fans uh that's definitely my favorite song that I have out anyway mm-hmm. cause a lot of people I know that uh like in the industry, most of them like their favorite song is something that is kind of like low key, and a lot of other people don't really like. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, do you feel like you have songs right now that that you like that are like in the vault that other people just wouldn't really fuck with? So you just keep them like you keep them to yourselves. I look at it like no matter what, even if it's not the majority, the my audience that messes with a certain song that I like personally, I know somebody out in the world is going to like it because everything's universal. Yeah. We all go through it. Like, even if it's just to relate or anything like that, we all go through the same emotions in different forms, mm. different situations. But everything is universal. So no matter what, there's at least one person on the other side of this world. Impress the people like that, that, like, you already have on your in your corner and just trying to, like, make great music that, that you know that they're going to enjoy? Or do you look to, like, grasp new fan bases and 
go out of your own element or do you try to keep it like to what you do? I mean, honestly, I do everything, mm-hmm. but I just do what I feel. So I feel like once you start trying to cater to other people, that's when you lose touch with your art. And that's what gets you like set back, even just mentally, because you're not doing it for yourself. And that's the most important part. See, as long as you're doing what you love, how you want it, and having it come out the way you want. Mm. So what made you start this whole this whole thing with rapping and everything? How young were you when you first started everything? Like initially I was in my freshman year at high school and this is back when I was making beats. Mm. And so I made I made one friend, he introduced me to all his friends and they all trying to do rapping. I was like, Alright, like and then they found out I made beats. After that, we go to uh, one of their garages and we just knock out songs like that. And then about a few months after like I'm just doing that back and forth, I was like, I'm gonna just try out Make a my own song. He's like, why not? Like, I have, you know, some type of free time. Tried it out. People were messing with it. And I was pretty hesitant on putting out my first song, too. Mm. Like, my original first song was uh, it's called Rental, My Brother Loser. Um, that was back when we were, like, rapping, rapping. Like, we weren't doing no melodic type deal, you know? Yeah. So what, like, what type of people were messing like, with that? Like, was it people from, like, your area that you were telling, like, go mess with this? Or were you already, after your first song, getting attention from, like, a lot of people? It was people in my area, definitely. It started off, it all started at school. When do you feel like you started to get attention from people outside of your area when you started going on, when you started having people find you on SoundCloud that you didn't really know personally? When do you think that started hitting for you? That's probably more when I dipped into the uh, the melodic kind of sound. But even with just the regular rapping before that, it was mainly just my city. Yeah, where are you from? California, Long Beach, right? California. And is that is that an area where you feel like there's a lot of influence, like in, in rap and stuff like that? Because I don't know personally like a lot of artists from out there, but who are some people that influenced you that are from out there, if there's any? that's out here that influences me in particular like I'm I'm influenced by a lot of different artists but and some some are just like people that I know personally but then it's like out of state out of country and all that who are some of those people for you? Uh, Travis Scott there's a, a artist from Ireland Dublin his name is Eden mm-hmm um, Nebuchadnezzar it's a lot of different artists sometimes I'll be feeling more artists than like other times obviously you know so it's like a different vibe different day when you, when you say like that they influence you is it more in a way of like the way you make your music or the way that like you carry yourself as a person like do you listen to their music and try to emulate things that they do or do you like see how they react to like fans and interviews and things like that and you try to be more there like them in that in like that aspect it's definitely like more of just carrying myself as a person mm-hmm. it's like I see people that are bigger than me in the underground and they just act like complete assholes all the time and they feel entitled I don't even want to 
be that kind of person. Yeah. Like, since over, overall, I'm just trying to help people, you know? Mm. Like, even if I'm just venting or writing some type of sad song, I at least try to drop, like, some type of gem in there to where it's just, like, you learn something from it more than just only relating to it or only feeling more sad after listening to a sad song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even just, like, connecting with people who direct message you and stuff like that. Like, do you react to those people in a way that you think that, like, is pleasing to them? Yeah, of course. Because I, I, I definitely see... Go ahead. Try to keep them involved. Yeah, and I think that's important because I know a lot of people who are in the same shoes as you haven't really hit like mainstream yet, and they already, like you said, they already act like they're too big for people, and they're they already act like they're in the spotlight. And I've also dealt with people who already are in the spotlight, and they act like a normal person and humble. So you know, like I don't think it has to do with how big you've gotten or anything like that it really just is the personality and trying to keep that humbleness all the time do you see yourself keeping that attitude like when you do hit mainstream like still being humble and replying to dms and comments and doing shows it's like i know at a point there will be like a point in time where i can't reply to everyone but i still you know try to keep people in the loop keep them involved try to connect like at the end of the day like any celebrity you know like is a regular person mm. at heart we're all human beings like nobody is above anyone that's why I don't even like saying fans I like to say supporters because if I say fans it's like I'm putting myself above whoever I call a fan yeah and supporter is more like your surrounding you know what I mean mm-hmm like I don't ever want to act like I'm bigger or just high and mighty than anyone else. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go about it, especially because that keeps you solid in your faith, that keeps you solid with just kind of being happy with yourself as a person as opposed to just trying to act like you deserve more than people or something and then when things don't go your way, like you're like, oh, I deserve this. You know what I'm saying? But nothing's owed to you I'm sure you know that like nothing's owed to you nobody ever said that you have to get to the top in this game nobody's ever promised anything you know so it's better to be that way and um tomorrow's never promised yeah exactly tomorrow's never promised and it's not promised that you know anybody can continue their career or anything like that so you just gotta be humble with that and everything and somebody else that we were having this conversation with was was DJ Omaniah who you have a connection with he was saying how the same thing you just said, how he considers them supporters and not really fans. How did you build that relationship with him and the Taj group and everything like that? When did that connection start? Um, I originally met oh through um, he has a business business partner on Taj. Her name is Kenosha. I met her through my mom because my mom is she's a she's a celebrity stylist. Mm-hmm. So she was doing her hair and she brought up my music and then. That's when Kenosha brought it to O. After that, O would hit me up on Instagram, and we stayed in touch ever since. And then I sent him a couple songs, and I remember I sent Bandage, and that was the first one he wanted to push. And then that's when we tried to uh, form. That's when we like they first initially formed Taj, mm-hmm. and then that was the first release that we wanted to do. 
So, what is Taj? Is that like a that's a label group? It's an entertainment group. So, are you are you like one marketing. of their? Yeah, are you one of their first artists, or they have like a lot of people under their brand right now? As far as I know, I'm the first and only artist right now. Okay. So do do you feel like being under them has really helped you push this EP in a lot of ways that you wouldn't have been able to do on your own? Yes. How how important do you think like uh like social media and all that stuff is? Because there there are artists that take two sides of that. There's people who don't really care about social media and they just say like whoever listens to it listens to it whatever i'm not going to push anything that much and there are some artists that think the other way of it and neither way is really wrong or right there's artists that think the other way in the sense of like i need to push my music so that people can hear it and there's no way they're going to think it's good if they've never heard it before which side are you on with that um i'm kind of on both it's like and sometimes I just need breaks from Instagram and stuff like that, but I know that I need it, you know? Yeah. It's like without that kind of platform, you really don't have a connection or you don't have anywhere else to really, I guess, promote your sound and stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, I could drop a song on SoundCloud, not say anything, but like 15 people probably going to get notification that I dropped something. Yeah. That's about it. Or somebody just goes to my profile randomly, they find it. Other than that, nobody's really gonna know about it because I'm not promoting it on my page or anything like that. That's the whole purpose of social media. Yeah, I think if you it's use it, media for a reason. Yeah, if if you use it the right way, promoting your stuff, it could be good. But I think a lot of the reason why some people hate it is because if you're reading down your comments, obviously not every single person is gonna like your music. And a lot, as sad as it is, a lot more people are willing to tell you how much they hated your music rather than telling you how much they loved your music. Have you experienced a lot of that with this EP just dropping? I mean, I haven't gotten any hate on it so far, but like, even if I did, it's just like, you gotta realize, especially in this kind of industry, it's gonna be like a million other people that think the same exact thing as that person. Yeah. But would you rather put your energy into someone that believes in you or someone who doesn't and try to prove it wrong? My thing is, I would rather want to prove people right rather than prove someone else wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the right way to look at it. I just think a lot of people, yeah. like, it, it is hard that it is hard to see. You could see 10 comments in a row about how great it was, but I feel like when you see that one, it's a little bit deceiving, right? Yeah, sometimes you just shouldn't. It depends on how you handle it and how you react to it. Sometimes I just don't react. Like I don't, I don't really think I need to react because then I'm just gonna make it worse. You know? Yeah, definitely. And it's all like sometimes you just don't need to read the comments. You shouldn't read all of them anyway. But yeah. then it's like it's hard because then if you're trying to connect with your fans or about the comments stuff like that, you may see it and you may stop. Mm-hmm. Like. Like what now? What am I going to say to this and stuff like that? Was there or some a... people even delete it? Yeah, no, that's I don't true. Delete it. I like keeping it there. No, it's the right thing to do to keep it there. I think. I think if if somebody with their little amount of time could say something that makes you waste all that time and just delete everything that you just did, 
like all the time that you put into a song or a post or something like that and you're going to delete it because of a comment that took them 12 seconds to put together that's really just giving them a lot of power that they don't really deserve was there ever a time that you felt like you were going to quit between when you first started all the way back when you were 16 and like right now That's what I was actually just about to get into. And sometimes, like, people like yourself that are just starting to gain some momentum in music, they immediately look way too far up. And they're like, I want to be, you know, I want to be Young Thug by the end of the year. Or I want to be, like, Lil Wayne by the end of the year. And it's just not possible. And, like, I think a lot of people don't look at... Instead of looking at Lil Wayne's first year project, first year progress, they look at where he is right now, and they're like, yeah. "I'm a 19 year old, and I want to be there by next year," and it's just not possible. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people quit. It, was that ever the case for you? You were just looking like way too high, and it was like, "Damn, I'm not gonna be there by by two years from now." No, not really. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty like, I pace myself. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna be the next Drake or Travis Scott by like December yeah you know but what I do like even with just projects what I do for myself personally is I challenge myself so I try to make my project just as good as any mainstream project so far the only issue I have as far as right now is just mixing and mastering mm-hmm. that's, I feel like that's my only like key issue and then the fact that I have to keep using YouTube beats some people send beats all the time but they send it to like five of the artists which is understandable yeah. it's like if you're not gonna buy the beat somebody else will you know it's you... on a first first come first serve kind of thing yeah you think you would ever go back and like remix and remaster like in a couple of years the EP that you just put out right now uh there's two songs that I'm already planning on doing that for not not the album coming up but that album after the next and most people well probably not most people but probably half people that rock with me right now they will know exactly what that project is and know what to expect mm-hmm. and I I like when artists do that especially like really young kids because it shows how good that they would have been when they first started 
like the talent that you have now, you're obviously very talented. The talent that you have now would be through the roof if you had the technology and stuff and the ability to get into the type of studios and stuff. And that always frustrates me that it's enough of a disadvantage that you don't have all these followers on Instagram that these big artists have. But then on top of that, you don't get to be in their type of studios with their type of producers and stuff. So I feel like when you could finally remaster a song, it shows how good you were even when you like were young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like with this, it's like I feel like at the level I was at, what I'm talking about that I'm gonna remaster, I wasn't. I didn't have the audience specifically for that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I should have held off on that for a while because I originally dropped that um December 2018. So like if I don't drop if I don't drop that album December this year, I'm waiting literally waiting until December next year. Cause then I have like a whole different amount of like an audience. I have a broader audience to like really understand the depth and the meaning into that project. Yeah, what was why was this the perfect time to drop this one, the Fallout EP that just came out? Uh, originally I was working on the album. Before he even texted me about trying to make a short EP just for now, like right before the uh, album, mm-hmm. I was already thinking about it. But I was going to put it together first and then, like, make it a little, um, I don't want to say offer, but proposal, I guess. And be like, a proposal idea of dropping an EP. But then he had hit me, like, a day after I came up with it. And I was like, all right. And then got it done. So you just knew you had enough to just drop a like a solid EP right now and then still have enough in the tank to do something else. Yeah. yeah. Because literally right after I dropped that, like the album's already basically halfway done, but I'm making it longer now. So I feel that, because um, half of those songs, excuse me, half of those songs were made like October, probably even before October, November, December, all that. Like none of it's from this year I don't think mm-hmm. most of that EP is from this year but some of those songs that I made back then are better than the EP besides Better Me I feel like Better Me is kind of like just a different caliber than the rest of the EP or what I'm gonna have now already but overall like production's getting better like you gotta think the more time I have the better production gets also yep cause the people making better beats they're making newer beats not as many people have seen them or heard them or um, they not purchased yet and stuff like that. Definitely. Now I want to I want to ask one last question. I know you try to pace yourself and you don't try to look too far ahead or look back or anything like that. But when you look at the next the next year, like three to five years or one to five years, what do you see like in your in terms of your fan growth and? how many albums you drop like do you have a vision of some sort over the next like maybe like one to five years yeah I, I feel like I do um I feel like I'll definitely just be in a better I, I feel like I'll be in the same mentality most likely but as an artist I feel like I'll be way bigger I'll never know how like how big until I get to that point but I know how big I want to be. I just know it's not going to happen overnight. And that's just kind of 
what I have to remind myself. Like I say, I want to be. Like I said, I can be. I want to be as big as Travis Scott or Drake. Have a brand and all this, but it's not gonna happen in one year. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot longer than that. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe a... maybe it happens in five. Maybe something happens and it does happen in one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it happens in three. Anything can happen. Yeah, man. I'm not gonna stress myself out over it, or I'm not gonna feel like I'm entitled to be on that level by like December of this year or something like that. Yeah, that's that's the right way to go about it, man. I mean, I I really appreciate you calling in. Why don't you talk about just the EP a little bit? Talk about your social media. Give yourself like a quick shout out before we uh before we wrap this thing up. Follow me on Instagram at Koshi, K-O-S-H-I. My follow EP just released everywhere on all platforms. Go check it out. Links in my bio on my Instagram. You can also follow me at Twitter, Y-Koshi, W-H-Y-K-O-S-H-I. Yeah, album on the way. All right, man. I really appreciate the call, and we'll talk soon, all right? Of course, man. All right, guys. That was Koshi. Go check out his new EP, Fallout. He's got new stuff coming on the way, so be on the lookout for that. Um, make sure you follow our Instagram if you don't already. If you if you came from SoundCloud or from the podcast app or from iTunes, make sure you follow the Instagram. Make sure you follow the Twitter. I got to start getting active on the Twitter. Um, make sure you guys tune in because we got merch coming out May 1st. All right, It's going to be $15 for a t-shirt. And 45 for a sweatshirt. So if you guys want any sweatshirts, the sweatshirts are running really low. So make sure that you DM me. There's no crazy process with that. You guys have been asking a lot of questions about like what you got to do online. Just DM me your size, your name. I'll put it off to the side. I know it's quarantine and everything, but whenever quarantine ends, we work something out. All right. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll see you in the next one.